As I search for the white dove, I wonder if she searches for me. Or if my hopes of finding her are nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see... Salutations, mortals, and welcome to From the Jump. Today, we have a really special guest. This man, I mean, we never actually physically met, but we met via the interwebs out in, I think, 2015, 20, 2016. Back then, he was one of the craziest rappers I've ever heard. The energy, everything was just ridiculous. Let me give it up to the homie, Dre Manning out here. Dre, how you doing, man? Thank you. Yo, that's love, bro. I appreciate that, It's the man. truth. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, you know. Do, living quarantine life like the rest of the world. Hey. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But making the best of it, taking some positives from it. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 like the best way to live. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Now, Dre, if you would just like tell the people, because you've done a you've you've done a transition, you know, um, from yeah. rap, you, you went from being in front of the camera to being behind the camera. And not only that, but then you transitioned further into, you know, doing the whole entrepreneurial thing and helping people also understand their brand and how to market themselves. Can you please tell the people a bit about that journey of yours? Yeah, so my journey started uh, a long time ago. I started rapping when I was 14 years old, like officially, officially rapping at 14. Mm -hmm. You know, as a kid, uh, you know, you dabble with it. I started doing poetry, R&B songs, and I was like, nah, I'm a rap. I realized, like, the girls in high school loved the rappers, so I started rapping <laughs> at 14. And um, on God, I thought the moment I graduated high school, Hove was going to sign me. I was like, yeah, I'm going to Rockefeller for sure. Straight. Um, but, you know, I, I, it took some time. I went to college, uh, started doing the underground scene here in New York, and I was actually failing out of school. So I had I, I was at a crossroad, stay in school and continue to fail, continue to do music and also go on tour. So I, I continued to do music, went on tour, connected with so many different people. Shout out to, the reason we uh, we are familiar with each other is because the homie Chris Faust. Shout out oh, to him right. for putting me on that song. Yeah. Um, and he was kind of like really known in the underground scene here in New York City. Because right, uh, right. at the time he was running with dudes like Mickey Fax and Mellow on uh, Mellow X. So he he was part of that movement. So I did music for some time, created some movements, Creative Collective Worldwide, mm -hmm. had a nice little run. And then um, slowly but surely behind the scenes, my love for music as a career mm -hmm. started to dwindle. Right, I stopped you, wanting the record deal. I stopped wanting to go to the studio. I was more passionate about something that I went to college for. I went to college for television and film. No one really, not a lot of people know that. I went to college <laughs> for television and film. So I, I kind of got re-emerged back into that world when my friends suggested to me to buy a camera just to find something to have fun with. Yeah, um, yeah. I tried doing photography from the jump. I was like, this shit boring. So I, I switched gears on that and I started doing the videos, um, started writing short films again, and then I got into like music video production which led to me then working at a TV station and doing content creation. Um, all of that was just like learning experiences that set me up for the moments that I've been living for like the last almost year. And that's just being a full-time entrepreneur uh, and working with other entrepreneurs to help them understand their brand, understand marketing. I literally took everything that I've been through over the last decade mm -hmm. and applied it to them. Right? Now you <laughs> like, see 
Now you see that's right. that's magic right there. That's magic right there, right? And I, I sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to just because I can see you going into it. So let me ask it before you go in there. Collaborations, yeah. you know, because what you're talking about is collaborating with different individuals, different artists, different creatives, and just different entrepreneurs in general in order to bring out the best products that everybody can actually put forward. Now, mm-hmm. how important are collaborations in this type of work frame for you? And has it always been that important, or has it just been like through your journey that you've realized? how how more important they are yeah i've always felt like collaboration was important um or then or then you're like isolated you're on an island by yourself right it's kind of like castaway all you have is that volleyball it's right you feel me yeah. so you you kind of need to collaborate though you but you have to find the right collaborations right they can't just be oh i want to work with you because you have some clout you have some recognition or you're connected to this person it really has to be a collaboration that would be fruitful for both sides mm-hmm. so anyone that i decide to work with i can't I, I legit like yo let's let's go grab some coffee let's get to know each other yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's almost like yeah. I'm courting them. Like, let's get to know each other. Let's get to know our work styles so we know if it's going to actually work because if it's not, it's not worth it. Okay. So um, when I decide to collaborate with people, it, it, it definitely isn't rare. It's pretty often. I just did a collaboration last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's like the foundation for anybody's growth. Steve Jobs had to collaborate with uh, Bill Gates and Bill Gates had to collaborate with Steve Jobs. So go. who the hell am I to say that we don't need to collaborate? I'm gonna speak from the space of, I actually got uh, coronavirus like a day before they quarantined my city, like 100%. Are you I had it. I'm dead serious. I had it. My wife had it. My son's mom from a previous, from my son's mom from my previous relationship, she had it. My wife and my son's mom was like inches away from going to the hospital. And chances is I was going to be a widow raising kids by myself. Yo. You feel me? So like I, I take this shit to the like super serious. And then being here in New York City is not like other in, in the United States, it's not like other places where you need a car to travel, right? Mm-hmm. New York City, you don't need a car. Mm-hmm. Having a car in New York City is a privilege, yeah. but you don't need it, right? Because yeah. we have we have mass transit that travels every 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, Matter of fact, that's too much crazy. time. Every five to ten minutes, another train, another bus, and then you know we have the normal stuff, the sh- ride shares, the Ubers, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how people contracted it so fast in New York City is not surprised either. Mm-hmm. It's the big, it's the biggest city, but it's the smallest city to us, right? Yeah, because everybody's always get, moving. Everybody's always moving, and once you get jammed up in those train cars mm-hmm. on that bus. It's over. It's so over. the way that it spread so fast was just crazy. Like, you know, I I like celebrated my son's birthday March 21st. His birthday was March 17th. We celebrated March 21st. Mm-hmm. March 22nd at 6 a.m. His mom called me and said he she's having um symptoms. Okay. That okay. Thursday she confirmed that she was positive. By then my wife was already sick. So now I got both of them testing with fevers of 108 every single day. Yo, that that, so, like, that must have messed with your mind, though, man. Like seriously. Oh, bro! If I showed you how many p- 
pills I bought. Like I bought vitamin C, vitamin D, CMOS, black. I bought everything possible, teas, everything, just to make sure that my wife was fine. And then I'm talking to um to to my son's mom's boyfriend, making sure that they good. Like, yo, what's going on there? Like, just trying to make sure everybody's everybody straight. Could, yeah. But all I kept thinking was, how do I explain to my sons that their moms are not gonna be here if this happens? How do I make sure that they stay on track? Because I started thinking about how when you lose a parent in movies, yeah. right? Like then you you start going in a different direction in life. And I'm like, yo, I gotta keep them focused. Like starting a really action plan for if this was going to happen. Going to happen. And as they started to come out of the uh, uh, out of the out of the weeds and started to feel better, it was just like a like a, a sense of relief. Like I just didn't want my sons to have to go through that. Like yo, I lost my mom to this, and like every time they think about these moments, they think about their mom. <laughs> but you know what? Like you're the first person I've actually spoken to who can confirm for me that they had. COVID-19, not yeah. just like an abstract, somebody I've never heard of put put up, you know, so somebody says that they got it. Like, this is somebody I've spoken to, you know, we've communicated over years. And yeah. it, it's it's real. It's not like an abstract. It's real, yeah. real. And, These were real and that's, that was like the wake up for a lot of people around me. My brothers, my sisters, my boys. Like, I'm talking about like, after I told them, they were calling me every day. Yeah, yeah. every day like blowing my phone up like yo what's up you good how's everything because just like everyone else I thought it was BS I'm like nah it's, you know it's the flu whatever ignore it yeah. and then you get sick with it and then you get to witness someone who's sick with it and then you like oh this shit real this shit is for real for real so it was even to the point like uh, one of my business partner called me and said something coronavirus I was like that's not funny it's not even play like that you know like I, I started mm-hmm. taking it real serious like yo it's yeah. not even funny like Let's change gears about what you about to joke about. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, no, nah, because it was and, all funny when it wasn't nowhere near anybody. You know, everybody was making yeah. jokes and shit. I mean, I, I was the same. I also thought it was a, I wasn't making jokes, but I thought it was an actual, like, I was like, man, it's, it's like a flu. Don't worry about it, man. That thing is all the way over there. We're in Africa. And as soon as it hit, I closed the studio. I locked the door. I told Mark and Ali, get the fuck out, bro. We ain't recording no music till this lockdown shit is over. Nope. Nah, it's not happening. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. did Ali hit you up? Just a side, a side piece, real quick, because he was. He I was feel looking- like he did. I feel like he hit me up a while back, though. Not recently. Yeah, and no, it's no, funny no. when you mentioned their names. My next thing was to ask you was how are they? But he definitely. I think Ali did reach out to me. Yeah, no, he said he I was going like to hit did. you up. Yeah, yeah, because he wanted to. He, I, I can't remember what it was about, but now they're good. They're good. Uh, we're, we're we're all in Namibia again. Uh, I'm back from Cape uh, from from China. Ali's here still. Uh, Mark came down back from uh, from Europe. He finished his his PhD, so we're all okay. back in Namibia now. Yeah, yeah. We're so back we again. so we getting some new tunes. Yo, why, why y'all all want to just jump on new tunes, yo? Yeah, yeah, we're working. We we are we were working before like the whole lockdown situation happened, and we were literally we just got the the new beats, you know. Because I'm actually working with a homie from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. What's his uh, name? Uh, Gabe. His name is well. His name is just like that. Beats is what he calls like his, his okay. tag, but uh, his name's Gabe. I actually met him out in in, in 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 China when we were in Beijing. He was there playing basketball. Um, so back to the music, back to the bullshit. You know, let's get mm-hmm. on it. Let's get on it now. That collaboration with you and Faust, right? That was the first time that I heard you. I, I don't even know if I came across the jam or if it was Ali, 
uh, I know it was one of the two of us, and we were like, yo, did you hear this villain shit that these guys are on about? Like, this shit is fucking wild, bro. So that brings me, before I get to the Faust question, let me just sidestep with the, the, the real question that I ask everybody in all these interviews, right? Superheroes or supervillains? Which side are you on? Anti-heroes go to the super, uh, supervillain side. So which one? Okay, you got to choose okay. one and why? I'm I'm definitely in the in the in the villain area as an anti-hero because one of my favorite heroes is Wolverine, Got and you, he definitely yeah he definitely was the dude who kind of you loved him but you had that you could hate him at the same time right he wasn't Superman he wasn't cleaned up he was scruffy he was rough he was gonna get in the dirt and fight he was an animal yeah. through and through right and that's, yeah. that's what I I, I, like, I loved about him you know and just the fact that uh, you couldn't kill him. <laughs> It was hard to kill. That him. was that was that was another. <laughs> and he was always just drinking and smoking, and the motherfucker didn't give a fuck. He was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm out here. It's me. I'm Wolverine. Yep. <laughs> he right, was straight, right. bro. Straight up and down. Now I agree. I agree. I am. I'm also on the side of the villain. Well, not actually anti-heroes. I'm straight up villain. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm a Thanos type. Like snap, let everybody get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like that shit was funny to me. But um, let, let's move on. So, um, the, the collaboration with you and Faust, right? That it seemed that you guys, because I thought you guys were like, you know, maybe making music for years before that together. Um, just because of the way that you guys connected on that one jam, it seemed like you guys were part of a group or you've been rapping for over 10 years together. Can, can you talk to me about that process? Like how long were you guys actually vibing before you did this jam? Maybe two months. Shit. Maybe. And that, that's like the first and only song we did together. And that was my next question. Like, why did you guys only do one fucking song? Yeah. Because I became a dad and I disappeared. I disappeared. Faust, me and Faust, Faust is still my guy. Like, um, I'm not sure. You you saw the journey I went through when I lost all the weight. I got real slim. Yeah. Like, I was I was sending him workout plans. I was sending him diets, diet plans. I was getting from my people. So that's still my guy. Actually, he's fired now doing, like, photography work now, too. And I give him advice on that. Right. Um, but... You know, as far as the music went, once I became a dad, I was raised without my father. So I was like, stop focusing on this. Bless, bless, um, yeah. But but that record, that record with me and Faust was so much fun because I was like waiting for the opportunity. I don't like asking people to get on their records. Mm -hmm. So I like literally was like, I'm just going to keep killing it. I'm going to keep killing it. Once he started to know who I was and like he see me in spots and walk up to me, yeah. it, it was a process. Like I knew boy like two months, mm -hmm. but it was like, yo, he knew me. He knew me because of uh, science. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. he like see me. We chop it up, but it was never like, yo, Dre, I want you on this record. It was just always like, yo, he see me and that was it. And then one day he hit me, he hit my line, like, yo, I need you on this record. And uh, I think how it worked, we was both working with this producer named Sonny Jones. All right, all right. And I had this record called Regular Girl that Sonny wrote the chorus for and created the melodies and everything for. Mm -hmm. And we, we cut the record in 24 hours. And felt, yeah, like I'm talking about like literally if Sonny Hens sends me the record, I send it back to him in 24 hours. And then Faust hears the record and was like, yo, I need him. Yo, yo, get him in the studio with me. Next thing you know, I'm in Brooklyn. We in the studio because I'm from I'm from the Bronx. Yeah, so yeah. I go all the way out to Brooklyn. I go right out to Best Eye. We jump in the studio and like he like, yo, this is the record I want you on. We villains. Choose whichever villain you want to be. So I said, yo, fuck it. I'm Magneto. 
Boom. And that was like my whole mentality from it was like, yo, I'm Magnus. Like, yo, I'm this, I'm once again, I'm the anti-hero. I'm mm-hmm. the guy that you love to hate. Yeah. And I just like kind of went off, bro. Like, but I was nervous. Yes, you did. Yes, you did go off. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I'm not gonna hold you. I was nervous because I've always known myself to not be the most technically savvy rapper. Like, I'm not the like the ultimate execution of like rap bars. All right, I but got you. I like I'm really good at flows. I'm good at melodies. I'm good at like putting together some really like good multis, mm-hmm. right? So when I got on this record, I'm like, yo, I'm rapping with my thoughts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and let me tell you, the, the, like when I heard that record the first time, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Why are these guys going so hard on this jam? It was like, what? It's fucking insanity. Like you guys literally, and that's why I thought maybe you guys were making music before and y'all just held on to be like all this shit and never released it. But it yeah. sounded like you guys literally just came in and boom done yeah we out first time man first that was time. that was wild that was wild and you know what the weirdest thing is that's how i got to to science's music was through faust as well oh, like, I yeah. understand. like all the people that i followed from that that you just mentioned is just through mm-hmm. chris faust and he actually tweeted at me the other day we were having a convo about him uh coming he's dropping a new tape sometime soon uh i think it's villain four right now I didn't even know because I follow his photography page Mm -hmm. that I don't pay attention to his artist page as much anymore nah it was on Twitter it was on Twitter he was was talking about it it wasn't on Instagram I don't even know if he's on Instagram I'm I'm only following him on, on, on Twitter got you got you yeah man he he's like really fucking talented man you know like I know now he's affiliated with uh Stallion um so like bro I was just honored like to get on that record because peep game like here in new york i'm not sure like like you guys are popping right in in your town right mm-hmm. and then you meet someone that you've been following forever and then they like yo get on this record with me you like what <laughs> yo bro i was just like two years ago i was on myspace watching your videos it'd be like bro yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. you was in the video with the office of london kid cuddy all of them now you want me on a record I right, say no more. <laughs> I'm Done. about to give you the hardest bars this. I can, and, but, and and that was that moment. But you see now, now this is this is what I want to get at, right? To to position yourself to get that moment, right? Mm-hmm. You had to have been moving in some some other ways because, as you said, it wasn't a thing of you trying to be out there and be like, "Yo, I'm the hardest at like dropping bars," or "I'm doing this." You were literally just building on your skill sets to get further and further and better and better. So I I, I say this to ask, right? How important would you say it is for people to really invest in themselves and not just talk about investing in themselves, but like to really wake up and be like, today I'm gonna do some fucking shit that's going to add value that I, tomorrow I'm a better version. Like that constant, that consistency, was it, was it for, for you, was it a thing of like, you woke up one day and you were like, all right, it's go time and you never switched it off or was it a thing of like you know sometimes it's on sometimes it's off sometimes it's got to disappear like how, how does it work with you so with, with music let's go with music right yeah. from 22 to 24 right mm-hmm. that's a solid two years and i know it seems like a short amount of time but from 22 to 24 it was go time I'm talking about I cannot be stopped, bro. I was emailing, perform. I was emailing um, venues asking if I could perform there. I was contacting prom- promoters. I was reaching out to producers. I just like yourself, I invested in a studio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I started that in college. So I started that at like 
1819. I'm nice. buying piece here, piece there, yeah, right? Yeah. And I still own all that equipment. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, I'm just mm-hmm. buying piece here, piece there. Investing in your craft as a creative is super important because there's no college tuition. There's no, um, uh, what's that shit called? Um, scholarships. Not tuition. There's no scholarships in this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no grant money in this shit. Now they starting to push out grants. But when we was grinding in the beginning, there was no grant money for this shit. They said, you want to be an artist? You want to be a creative? Take your ass to school and go get a job. <laughs> Take your ass to UPS. Go go work at this fucking packaging company. You know what I'm saying? Go go get you some money. Something. You want to be a creative? Something, right? Mm-hmm. There was no... There was no Instagram where you can monitor. We couldn't monitor. Yo, imagine if we was able to monetize faith in MySpace. We couldn't monetize MySpace. There was none of that, right? So we literally had to be out here grinding and yet equity was built off of how hard you was going to go. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then the other side is like, even if you couldn't, even if you couldn't make an investment with money, you had to invest your time. You okay. had to invest your dedication. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there was, there was so many things. So bro, there was times I'd go to sleep one in the morning. I'm back up at seven, grinding. Come on, let me get these emails out. Yo, let me check in with this blogger. Let me hit up this this person. Let me hit up this. Yo, going hard. And I didn't do when I rapped. I didn't when I did records with. Um, I didn't do a lot of features. Yeah, yeah. And I'm talking about for my projects. I did features on other people's shit. I was on my J. Cole shit. Oh, you're you know like, I'm going platinum, yeah. but no motherfuckers yeah. on my shit. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't doing many rap features. I'd have R&B people all over my project. And that's because mm. I'm like, yo, if, if this is my rap album, let it be my rap album. Got you. You feel me? Yeah. Um, but as far as like investing, I urge every single creative to invest. Now on the entrepreneur side, right? On this mm-hmm. on this next level that I'm on, I'm telling everybody from the gate, you better invest in uh in education. Invest yeah. in knowing how, invest yeah. in understanding all this shit. One thing that I've always prided myself in is yes, I was a rapper. You're absolutely right. But I knew everything that everybody in record labels did. I knew what the AR did, I knew what the publicist did, I knew what the engineering dude who works with the drops did. I spoke everybody's language. So if I was going to walk in a building, motherfuckers knew Dre coming to talk to me. Now, there we go. Now, that's the shit I'm trying to listen to, you know? You feel me? Like, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really big on, like, learn every single part of this shit. You don't have to do it. Just learn that shit. That's the investment. Just so you don't get blindsided. If, if, if just so you don't get blindsided. There's no room to just be a creative, just be a rapper, just be a filmmaker. No, you need to be a business person first. Get your business uh, etiquette up. Mm-hmm. Make sure that shit is at peak volume so when you walk in any spaces, nobody can abuse you because you literally will be a lamb in a lion's den if you are not preparing yourself. Which they is how... Run- that's how most creatives end up. That's how most of them end up. And then they're like, yo, man, the industry fucked me. No, bro. You should have been prepared. You can't just come out in here and hope people are going to hold your hand. Like, they out you to yep. make money. They're not out yep. you to fucking, you know, be your friend. Like Nobody is your friend in this shit. <laughs> and it's straight up. But we learned that later on. But, and what you're saying is is like so relevant. Basically, what you're you, you you took your own journey, your own destiny into your hands and said, you know what? Ain't nobody else going to do it for me. That's literally what you're telling me. You took it and you were like, I'm going to find out every way they can try and fuck me over so that when I'm there, and they're smiling in my face. I can smile back with that same lying smile and be like, you do know I know what's going on. You know, and, yep. and, and that in itself speaks so many volumes because let me ask you this question, right? Because you've you've seen or we've discussed this over years on, on progression and all that, but do you think artists 
and I'm talking, no, sorry, not artists. Do you think creatives? I'm going to use creatives because I, I, choose, I, I believe that people that are not in artistic fields, like let's say accountants and whatnot, are still creatives. I, I do believe okay. everybody is a creative because you find a creative way that nobody else can do what you do. That's just it. It's a creative aspect, right? Yeah. Do you think creatives put enough... Oh, how do I want to ask this question? Do they put enough stock in that education that you're talking about? And when I say, not just the one facet, as you just said, not just the rapper, Dre, you know, but all of them, everything that makes the culmination of Dre. Do you think that enough creatives are like, hey man, I might need that other part, or do they just stick in their lane? Yeah. And if, and, and sorry, and just to add on, and if they do just stick in their lane, what do you think it is that's keeping them stuck there? I definitely do think they stay in their lane. I think they stay stuck in their lane and, and what they feel. And the reason is, is because it's working for them. Okay. It's when it's not working where they're like, man, I should try other things. And, and too many times I've seen that it's almost, it's never really too late, but it's kind of too late to fix it right, right now, right? Yeah. Because you weren't moving within preparation. You were just moving within right now, in this moment, this mm -hmm. is what I have going on. So. Yeah, bro, like so many creatives are just kind of like, nah, I don't need to learn about this. I don't need to learn about that. I'll hire someone. But how can you hire someone and know if they're doing it right? There we go. How can you hire someone and 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 fully communicate your thoughts and your opinions to them? Mm -hmm. And this isn't anything. Like I'm my next step is to learn like financial literacy and understand accounting because that's my next move. I need an accountant now. Yeah. You feel me? So like now that's the next step, right? And then I, outside of that, all right, let me learn a, a little bit more business law mm -hmm. because now I need to bring in an entertainment lawyer to make sure that my contracts are straight. Yeah. You yeah. feel me? And and that's just so that I can speak the language. I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't want to be an accountant. I just want to be able to speak the language. So, you know what I'm saying? Like when I say, yo, I'm in a red and he like, nah, you in a green. You know what I'm saying? Wait, okay. That means, you know what I'm saying? Like it's making sense now. No, it don't make sense. Yeah. But if if we doing some shit where I don't understand it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's a scary that's a scary space for me. It's a scary gotcha. space for me, gotcha. and it might be me trying to have too much control. But I like at the end of the day, look, I'm a, I'm a black man living in America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, like that, that's already yeah. you know what you're a black man. I, I always I yeah. always say this thing like when when you're a black man, you're a black man no wherever you go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. what the fuck you've done, accomplished, nothing. They, they, you're still a black man and that's how you're going to be seen first, right? Yeah. But let's not go on that tangent because that was forever, <laughs> right? And I truly do understand what you mean by doing the different facets of your own business. I mean, I'm a, I'm a poet, right? By, by trade. Creative trade, as people would say. Okay, yeah, I've got an MBA and all that, but that's that's a different story. But I, I literally went to be like, oh, when I got to China, I was like, hold the fuck on, I, I can't find no studio. But I want to do some music. Right? I got to send shit back home to like the rest of the homies in Black Balkanite. Let me buy equipment. I started hitting up producers and being like, yo, what's the difference between this mic and this mic? Yo, what's the difference between this sound card and this sound card? How do I actually use this shit? Started learning. Got back to Namibia. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden now, I've got Logic Pro downloaded. I'm, I've been For two years, I've been studying how to fucking use this program and do the best I can on it while speaking to producers. Now, what I'm doing, you know, from the jump, I'm like, well, let me fucking learn how to edit some videos. You know? So let me get some final cut. Let me start learning on that. Let me speak to some video videographers and whatnot and let them, you know, let me also in on some of these, these details. Because as you said, once, because as entrepreneurs, we don't have the cash to hire all these fucking people anyway. But once you do have the cash to hire in, you know what they're fucking up and what they're doing right. 
They can't exactly. pull the wool over your eyes because you know what's going on. And that exactly. actually, I agree with you. Not enough artists or enough creatives are doing that. They're not. They're not. Yeah. They're not trying to walk the line before they let somebody else do it. Exactly. Like I, I meet so many people that like, oh, I need management, or I need marketing, I need this, and I'm like, do you not know do any of this stuff? No. But if I had it, if you don't have it now, you can't do it. Don't do it to yourself because that is how you're gonna get raped. This will be raping you records all over again. They will like, take all I, your money. Yeah. Any management team that I had as an artist, they like literally i knew what they were supposed to be doing what they weren't doing because i, I understood artist management mm -hmm. um when i got into when i pivoted into video marketing i understood marketing enough but i was like yo i do video so let's just focus on video marketing i have people contact me like oh i need video marketing i'm like why <laughs> <laughs> i'm like why 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 do you need it i'm like look i can take your money i don't care i can take your money but you don't know why you need it. You need it, but you think you need it because it sounds glamorous. But the reality is, is you need to do the work. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop giving into the stop giving into vanity of saying you got a team. Fuck your team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like fuck that idea of a team too. Stop giving into this, this idea of vanity and do the fucking work. Like actually grinding this shit out until you are in position to pay people what they deserve. And that and that is the truth of the situation. Speaking of which, right? So. I, we talked about about your music hustle but i want to i want to jump a bit deeper into it because you know coming from from you know music um i know how it is when you go touring you know firstly we're fucking broken we don't have any labels and whatnot so it's literally yeah. out of pocket you know you were talking about hitting up you know so many shows and venues to be like can i perform whatnot just to get out to those places is money so yeah. my question to you is in those beginning stages of that hustle um, how did you even do it, man? Do you even remember how you made those ends meet to get to these places? I was working two part-time jobs mm -hmm. um, as a tutor. I was a tutor, and I, one was with adolescents, and the other one was with um, young adults. Okay. And I did that shit for, like, the whole duration, bro. Like, from, like, 19. And they were, they were showing me love, though. Like, it was, like, so flexible. Hey, I, I got to be out of town for these three days. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. I'd work longer shifts like prior to that, but um, and and a good thing was like it's part time, so it was double the money. Ah, uh, got you. Right. So, but just like literally using that to fund me, then I went back to college in the midst of it, right? So I could mm -hmm. get financial aid, use that money to fund me, um, and and then this one you're gonna actually like. Then I opened up my first recording studio, and I used ah. that money to. Yeah. Go, there we go. You <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. So, so you you literally hustled your way through it all, right? Absolutely. And 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 I just like to know where did that hustle spirit come from? Where where did that come from? So, <laughs> all right. So, like growing up, my mom would never let me get a job. She was like, "Yo, just focus on school." But she would let my younger brother get one, and I couldn't <laughs> understand like why she was like, "He's two years younger than me. Why is, he's working at McDonald's, all that?" And I'm like, oh, "This is wild. Like, I'm trying to get some money." At this time, I'm like, "I'm dealing with girls." I'm like, "He's not even dealing with girls. I need to be fly." You feel me? And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm doing all this stuff that like I'm just like, "Yo, I need to be doing this." So um. There was this girl I was dealing with and, and she liked me so much. She was done. This is when the Sidekick 2 came out. Uh -huh. She loved me. So she gave me the money for the Sidekick 2 and I flipped it. But I flipped uh -huh. it. I took that and I bought, I bought um my homie, my homie's aunt, God bless him, dad. She was the connect. Mm. I flipped that shit. I bought a bunch of weed and I flipped the fuck out of that <laughs> shit. And 
And and let me tell you how real it was. I was in school selling this shit to my classmates, but I never carried it. I had people working for me. <laughs> you were like, this, <laughs> you know this like, all eat. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, yo, look, just take this, run it up, bring me back this much. You know what I'm saying? And 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 kind of like just getting up and go. Like that was kind of my move. I grew up mm-hmm. around hustlers. You know, I seen my mother have to grind. So when it came my time to like pursue a career in music. It was like go time. Like how how bad do you want this? And remember, at this time, Waka Flock is popping. So you yeah. seeing how hard he going? Flock, flock. You see all that shit. You're like, yo, I gotta go. Yeah, you know, you kind of like yo, I gotta go hard as these dudes, and they got racks, right? I don't have that. So how do I how do I maximize this? I'm like hitting everybody, bro. I'm talking about like I'd be up until one, two in the morning writing out emails that are, that I gotta get up at eight o'clock to send. Yeah, you feel me? But, like, but that's the hustle. Was, yeah, that was the, and I would never, ever, ever trade. I'm going to open mics just so that I could become a headliner for the open mic. Mm-hmm. But it was like I, that same grind mentality that I had growing up selling weed to my classmates, I converted that into my music. Like, all right, cool. We're going to have this same kind of mentality. We're going to make you. the internet work for me. Got you. And, and, and you know, that, that transference, right? To be able to, excuse me. <laughs> I stopped smoking cigarettes, man. So, like, it's weird, you know. A man's yeah. coughing for no reason and shit. Don't worry. I have been tested. I'm good. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? But that transference of energy and transference of hustle, you know, that's a very mm-hmm. important thing. I, I know a lot of people that can't do that. They, they, they hustle in one and they can't move it over to another, right? Yeah. Now, do you think that came not only with, you know, your surroundings and whatnot and the people that you were around, but also from your education aspect and, and, and that drive. Do you think that also helped you see why you could move it from one place to another? Because as you said, the way your mind works is to find out how to do so much in so many different places. So yeah. would you say that's I, what happened? I, I didn't realize like my formal education made that much of an impact until maybe this year. Mm. <laughs> I didn't, I, every, yeah until this year I'm, I, you know what I'm saying but before that it was kind of like my street education mm. you know like watching you know watching how we we moved in the streets you know I'm, I'm fortunate to say I've never been incarcerated before right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people was like but you you hustled how did you get through it and I was like I just ran fast <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> like I just I knew fast. where to hide don't me <laughs> I knew where to hide, but at the same time, I, I apply that same logic. You know, I tell my yeah. partners, I'm the kind of um, I'm kind I'm the kind of alpha male that can sit around alpha males and still be an alpha male. Got you. <laughs> you got know you. what I'm saying? Got like you. so, got like, yeah. <laughs> and that 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 same that same logic is kind of like when I walk in a room, understand, like I'm the, I'm the scariest motherfucker in here, whether you know it or not. You know what I'm saying? Because I've already come in here with a kill, 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 eat, eat, mm-hmm. eat mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really comes from you. You grow up in the streets or even when you play ball. Like, I play ball on concrete. You feel me? So, like, when you when you kind of got to, like, play ball in that way and then you hustling in that way, you you're, you become a dog. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. N- not one. Ah, there goes that internet again. Uh, Dre, and we're back in it. All right. Um, so, Dre, yeah, we were, we were talking about, you know, just the hustle, the hustle um, transference, you know. And, and you were saying that mm-hmm. before Zoom so rudely interrupted us, that that, that, that that transference was really a thing of not only the, the, the skills that you learned, but the person you were. 
You know, it was a thing of saying, yeah. hey, who I was out there is who I am in here. Like, you got to understand me. Yeah. I think the most dangerous CEO is a former drug dealer. <laughs> I, I won't lie, because you know, you know, oh, we yeah. know what he's what he's doing. He ain't playing exactly. around with it. Exactly, he's the most dangerous. He or she is the most dangerous CEO because they understand when to get in, when they can get out, who's watching them, how to work with the enemy, how to work against their frenemies. Like they understand that, and then the only difference is they deal. Sometimes they got to deal with some type of violence, but you put them in that corporate structure. They, they 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 know how to work the system the best way possible because they they played it illegally. So now on the legal side, they just realize there's certain parameters that they can't apply to the business. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, like I think I think street logic, just like that street logic that I grew up on, made me such a stronger businessman and 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 helped with my business acumen because I started I started seeing things differently. You know, like I I choose to I know what what uh what the standards are. And I go, nah, we're going to recreate those. Fuck those standards. Right? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Like, oh, oh, a business person that's not supposed to wear a hoodie and have a beard and wear hats all the time, watch me do it anyway. Yeah. Oh, a business person is supposed to talk a certain way, I'm going to talk however the fuck I feel like it. You feel me? And that's that's like at any, people feel like you can, once you get to a certain point in life, yes. you can be that way. Yeah. I'm like, no, be that way from the beginning. Exactly. I mean, look, it's a thing of are you are you going to play this facade thing, and how long can you play it for? Because once you want to be the real you, people are like, why are you trying to put up an act? Because they don't they don't know that as the real you, right? So they're like, nah, exactly. this man's acting. Nah, you was never like this. You've always been a, a different, you know. So I agree with you. Rather be who you are from the jump, and like, and this is the thing. This is why the saying of the show works. Everything's from the jump. Just do it from the beginning in one way and it will carry through, right? Absolutely. And that's what we do in our creative journeys. We find a way to do something, we stick with it. Okay, we do alter things, of course. I mean, Absolutely. who's not gonna alter things? You, you, you're evolving as a creative, but you gotta stick with your plan. If you don't have a plan from the beginning, you're, you're gonna fail. be taken advantage of. And, and that brings me to my, my question for you, right? When was the one time in your career, then this can be either rap, it can be whichever one of the, the many hats that you wear, good sir. Um, mm -hmm. When in your career did you feel that somebody was really trying to punk you? You know, they were really trying, they were really trying to be like, ah, now let me see what I can do with this man right here. Uh, I feel like when I when I when I pivoted into the production phase stage of my life, like once I stopped rapping and I got into the space of being, you know, uh, a videographer or a filmmaker, whichever term you prefer to use, mm -hmm. um, that's when people started to feel like, how can I get over on them? And you kind of gotta reassert yourself and remind them, like I'm not I'm not a whore for a dollar. You feel me? So you're not you you you're not gonna you're not gonna treat me as such and think because you're paying me that you could talk to me any type of way. I'm gonna remind you that I'm a kid who I'm a, I'm a man who was a kid who came from the streets who gang bangs and sold drugs. I'm gonna remind you I was that person, mm. and you're gonna speak to me correctly. You're gonna handle me correctly. So, I mean, it's happened so many times, bro. Like so many times, and I, I I'm definitely like that person that um. Shout out to Ant, this guy who, who put me on game when I was young. Like, people will try to talk to you a certain way, pull them to the side, and you correct it. And if they try to do it to you, try to do it to you again in public, show them what you can do to them in public. And like, like that's what happens. It's like, yo, come here, let me talk to you real quick. You gonna watch how you talk to me, all right? All right. So let, let's. I get what you're trying to say, and yes. I, I understand where you're trying to come, but monitor what you're saying to me and how you're saying it to me because I don't do arguments. And that's always being within that space and letting people know, like, I'm not a pushover. The thing too, bro, and, and, and if you met me, you would see why I can kind of handle myself in a certain way. I'm six foot, 290 pounds. 
shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you see... You're an NFL yeah. player, bro. <laughs> yeah, if you seen me and Faust standing next to each other, you'd be like, yo, I'm, I got, like, a whole foot over Faust. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm no I'm no little guy. So, at mm. the same time, it's like, you know, you, you can try it, but do you really want to go there? <laughs> and <laughs> you know, you know, most people that are actually just trying—they're not really about the life. They're not really gonna get into a fight, but they, they want to yeah. try it. They normally always—they—they they, they don't want—they try it because they're like, "Nah, he ain't gonna do nothing because he's already normally seen as a threat, so he doesn't want to be that person. So I can probably, you know, step yeah. a bit further in." And then when they when they reach that limit, and they're like, "Oh, I fucked up! <laughs> I fucked up! Yeah. I got him angry." Yeah. But I, I do realize, like, like when you think about it, even, like, with, with poetry, right? Like, how many people have said, yo, can you come to my event and just do my event, and they're not trying to pay you? But oh. they want you to promote it. Yeah, they want you yeah. to bring people. Yep. They want you to bring your best shit and put on a, a, a 30 to 40-minute set, and you like, yo, can I get like, some money? Like, can I get paid? And they're like, oh, you know, we really can't do it. But you're charging people at the door. You're getting money off yep, the bar. Yep. You have all these pockets of money coming from different spaces. Exactly. I'm asking you to give me a hundred dollars. I'm paying the commute there. I'm driving. I'm paying for my gas. Mm-hmm. I'm covering all these different it's my things. Time. And you feel like, <laughs> yeah, you feel like you're doing something for me. That's cute. And that that's that's the thing that that's the thing that as creatives, I'd urge them to remove from the mentality of these. We're gonna call them abusers. Mm-hmm. Um, is that they're doing something for us? They're not. Yeah, they're yeah. not. Then I'm exactly. like really and truly, you're doing something for me. If you're if you're putting money in my pocket, changing my, changing my life in some way. But if you're just putting me on a stage, if you're just giving me, if you're if I'm just shooting your music video, at the end of the day, once I'm done, we're done, and this is over. And that's over, yeah. That's that's it. That's it. I mean, look, um, as creatives, we we we've all at least performing creatives we've all had that exposure stage of our lives where people are like i mean i had the other day funny enough i had somebody uh a friend of mine you know and she was like yo can you send through a quote you know like i know you would kill this event whatnot what i was like all right cool sent through the quote she comes back she's like yo i can't believe i even have to have this convo with you but these people are asking me to ask you you can do it for free and i was like Come on. And she's like, I know your answer, but like they're making me ask you. And I'm like, all right, tell them this. There is no exposure they can give me. I've been doing this for over 15 years. Expose me to who? To who? Like I've done this in like two different continents. How many different countries? Expose me to who? And this is my thing for creatives. And that's what you exactly were saying right now. Creatives need to understand that. Yeah, you do need to do some shows for free. No more than five, fam. No more. You don't need to do more than five shows for free. For what? And that, yeah. and it shouldn't even be done in the same year if you're going to do them for free. You know what I mean? It should be exactly. for different events, whatnot. Because once you... And, and I, there was somebody else, I can't remember who it was, that I, was, I had an interview with a couple of days ago who was saying, once you allow people to do it for free once and then you try to charge them after, they're like, but you did it for free last time. Why are you charging so much now? Like, what, what is the difference, you know? And in that, I, I say that to, to, to ask, right? As creatives, we, we, we pass on a lot of opportunities because of things like this, right? We say, nah, you can't pay my full price. Fuck it. I'm not doing it. You know, um, because sometimes we just don't feel like negotiating. So of, of all of your creative journeys, what, what was the one time that there was like an opportunity that you didn't take that looking back, you were like, fuck. Do you, because you're a real hustler. So I don't even know if you have one, but yeah. like, 
Was there one that you were like, damn, I should have taken that opportunity, but I didn't? Okay, so this wasn't, this was an opportunity, but it, it was more, it wasn't like a show or anything. Um, okay. Are you familiar with the uh, the American reality TV show Black Ink? Mm-hmm. The okay. tattoo one, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I watch Ink Master 2. I'm, I'm a tattoo buff, bro. You know, you know I'm, I'm all tattoo. Gotcha. <laughs> all right, so Puma from Black Ink, I know mm-hmm. him. I know them. I know them. <laughs> So Puma, <laughs> they hosted uh, Puma. It was Puma, um, the photographer Walt, and um, the owner Caesar. They mm-hmm. they came to one of my events, and they, um, Puma was hosting my event. Um, it was supposed to gear up for my album release, mm-hmm. and um, the cops come in and they shut it down. So we all go back to Black Ink. We go to the first Black Ink, the small okay. one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we go there. We kicking it. And homie is like, yo, here's my card. My name is ASAP Ty. So I take the card, but I'm, it's, yeah, the guy who made the beats, Ty Beats from ah, ASAP Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he gives yeah, me his yeah. card, and I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I throw this shit in my pocket, but I'm mad because the cops just ruined my event. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. all I'm thinking is, you know what? I'm trying to get up out of here. I got my shorty with me. We're going to go to the crib, and I'm just going to release some frustration, right? Yeah. So we dip. I throw his card in the garbage, ASAP Rocky, and then pop the follow him on. <laughs> and he, you know what? He was the homie that did the jewelry as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Nah, he, he, did he do the jewelry? Yeah, he created the jewelry as well. Yeah, Dude, I that ball and you just, off. yo, that's, Had to that's eat. And then, and then And then I get on Twitter and I talk about it, and ASAP 12, he so happens to be my cousin's best friend. And I'm like, yo, it's crazy. Tabi, um, ASAP Todd definitely gave me his card. Um, some years ago, and I never followed through. 12, he hit me right back, like, he dropped the ball, bro, bro. And I'm tight, <laughs> like, yo, he's dead laughing at me right now. Like, there was that one. And a matter of fact, the other one was, uh, you know, I, I'm from Highbridge in the Bronx. Uh, a Boogie, okay. A Boogie, the artist, A Boogie with a hoodie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. grew up up the block from me. <laughs> and this is the weird thing, and, right? And his his homies was telling me, yo, I got to get y'all in the studio together. Yo, we about to sell out BB Kings. We about to do this. We about to do that. And I'm doing this. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and they sell out BB Kings. Three months later, he popped. Yep. Yep. Just like that. Just like that. And that's how it goes, you know? That's how quick... And this is why I asked this question. Because, you know, for all the things that we achieve throughout our creative journeys... Most of the time, there's like one or two that you're like, man, I could have actually popped sooner, you know, and bigger mm-hmm. if I would have just that one time. Yep. Yep. So it, it definitely was just like a learning experience. And I was just like, you know, take those shots. I, I have this quote ran down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like, take every shot you can or Kobe will. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God bless the dead. But definitely take every shot you Did can. Up and down. Yeah, Kobe yeah. Will. And, yeah, nah, and that, that shit is real. That is that. You know what? I might just steal that quote from you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna find out. <laughs> I'm gonna find out who said it. You know, and if, if it says anonymous, that's me now. <laughs> that's you now. <laughs> I own that one. Now nah, that's nah. how you gotta do it. But that is, it, it's real, man. So like now, I'm very, I'm very strategic. Like I ask more questions now than I used to. There's no, nah, I'm good. It's like nah. All right, cool. Tell me more. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's see how and what capacity can we collaborate and make this happen. Like I mm-hmm. dig deeper and deeper into this to the point where it's like, nah, this is not gonna work. And I see that it's not gonna work. <laughs> and and you, now you, I can see you this tested it all the way. Yeah, yeah. I got but you, no I got more, you. 
No more, now I'm good, fam. <laughs> no more of that. No more. I learned my lesson. Now, on your entrepreneurial journey, right? I just want to touch on that for a bit because, I mean, you're, you're very active on it right now. I see, I like, you know, we follow each other on Instagram, so I'm constantly checking out what you're doing on yours. And you are working with some really, like, how do I put this? Like, some some re real movements. Like, not just, you know, uh, something to jump on for now. And then it's, like, you're, you're helping people literally along their journeys of being entrepreneurs while being an entrepreneur yourself, right? Yeah, now, yeah. when you have these conversations with people, um, I, I know from my own experience of being an entrepreneur and talking with someone, and they're like, yeah, but like, who are you to tell me? Like, who are you to give me this advice? Like, you know, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't even really have skin in the game. How do you get mm -hmm. past that? You know, when, when people come to you with that, ah, uh, but you know, I, I shouldn't listen to you, you know, and you're really trying to, you're not trying to like overstep boundaries or nothing. You're just coming with the knowledge that you have. How do you, how do you bridge that gap? In the nicest way possible, I remind them that I know more than them. <laughs> In the nicest way possible, I remind them that I know more than them. And it's like, yeah, you can go at the side, at the side. And was, this is something I was actually thinking about earlier too. Is like, I haven't broken um, my six-figure mark yet, but I'm on, I'm in route to it. I haven't made my seven and eight-figure route yet, but I'm, I'm on my way to it. I'm gonna continue grinding it out. Mm -hmm. So when someone doesn't want to hear my advice, why is that? The reason they don't want to hear my advice is because they're listening to someone like Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, Charlemagne the God, people who have accomplished these, all of these things, yeah. but will not come down to their level their and level. have a conversation yeah. with them, right? And that's what I remind people, that's how I remind them that I know more than them, right? I go, when you look at this entrepreneurial space, those guys are tens. And in order for those tens to come down and talk to you at a two, it's only going to happen in the form of a video or you're going to pay a lot of money to attend a conference. Yeah. But they're going to come down and talk to the sevens, the eights, and the nines. Definitely. To me, I'm a five, right? And as a five, I can come and talk to you and guess what? You get to sit across from me and have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I get to tell you all, I get to show you all the things that I've learned in real time. Mm -hmm. So you can either value me while I'm here or just talk about how you knew me when I'm gone. When I'm gone. Hey, that's, right? that's the homie right there. You see, you ain't never stopped rapping. You still rapping on them. He's dropping bars right. on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and definitely, I, I definitely deal with that. Like, I'll, I'll get pushed back from homies when I'm like, yo, um, with social media, don't f focus on the ratio. Focus on building community. Like, comment yeah. with everybody. Fo not only create hashtags, but follow your hashtags and see who else is sharing them and, and talk to them. Like, talk build to them, yeah. community. And they'll go, oh, Dre, you, you don't got that many followers. I'm like, bro, I dead know what I'm talking about. Like, just listen to me. It's working. It'll work. Mm -hmm. It'll work. Mm -hmm. And I might not be a... a uh, a macro influencer, but I'm definitely a micro influencer. And I, I launched, I launched my parenting website and my parenting channel. Uh, I mean, Instagram and those numbers went up. Now my, my agency channel is on its way up and the mm -hmm. friends were telling me, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm still down here trying to figure it out. But that's the thing because people don't see the difference in quality and quantity. You can have a yeah. hundred thousand likes or, or, or followers on Instagram, but if only five people interact with you, that don't mean shit. It really doesn't. Exactly. It looks like you it bought doesn't. those. It looks like you bought every one of those followers. Then you exactly. know. But if you have thirty followers who every single day are interacting with your shit and sharing mm -hmm. your shit, because when they share, their followers see it. You can have thirty, but they might have five thousand. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what people. And that's why I agree with you. I normally tend to say, 
that people like to think they know how to do business, but they have no fucking idea. They yeah. just go on shit that they heard somebody say. Like, go study that shit. Go sit down, yep. study, and you'll realize there's there's actually different formulas that you can use. You know, Here's it's not something just... else I forgot. I, I forgot to mention to you that I brought over from my 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 journey as an artist. Mm-hmm. When the internet like really really got big, and we were able to like search artists and search like record label heads, I started yeah. studying their stories. I used to have a book that had like every artist's career path. So it was like, not even every celebrity's career path. So it was like Howard Stern was in there. Um, The Obamas was in there. And just like different people, The Rock, like all these different people were in this book, right? And it was talking about their pathways to success because um, my my girlfriend at the time knew that that's what I like to read about. I like to read about like these people's stories. And what it is, bro, is... It's case studies. This world is a case studies. These people who have made success, they're case studies. And if you if you only look at them as someone who's successful and you know and you don't pay attention to all of the details, you're gonna miss the fact that these are case studies and living within that privilege. Everything I know within business, right? Everything I know, how I move my business as and my video production company to my video marketing agency is because I watch somebody else navigate through it and go. I'm not doing that. I like that. I'm going to take some of this. Wow, that was smart. This is a really dope concept. Let me borrow from here. Remember Minority Report when Tom... Yeah, 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 That's, that's what I'm doing with this information. I'm just going, yo, this is work. I'm plugging and playing and seeing what what's what's the most beneficial. I'm learning from everybody. Yo, oh, you so basically, video. you took learning rap, like how you would study the game in rap, and you just applied it to fucking life. Yeah. That's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo. I wanted to open up a social club, so I went and found somebody who owns one and joined his. Nice. That, you and, know what and, I'm saying? And, like, and that comes with humility. That comes with humility to be able to say, look, I don't know shit about this. Let me shut my fucking mouth and let me learn. Let me yep. sponge off all of this and then go and do what I got to do. Absolutely. I, I have this quote I, I use with my partners, and that's, it's okay to be an idiot for a moment. Just sit back, be stupid, be the stupidest person in the room, just for a moment, just for a moment, just for a moment, so you can soak up as much energy and game, and go, damn, that's a great way of thinking about that. Let me go try it. Go <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and that, that's it. what it is. It's like in any interactions, if you're not learning anything, mm-hmm. what was the, what's the value what's of the that point? interaction? Yeah. What's the yeah. point, right? Yeah. Um, so that's that's literally how I look at this game, bro. And I look at this world as a big ass chessboard. It is a big ass chessboard, and I am not one of the pawns on it. Not not on my chessboard. Maybe somebody else's. Else's, yeah. But on my chessboard, I'm not the pawn. That's that's I'm that's the, the only way to see. It. That's the <laughs> only way to see it. I'm 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 here moving all these pieces because this is my chessboard. You know exactly. And and a lot of people forget. They for, I mean, there was times. I'll tell you straight. There were times that I walked into rooms and I forgot who I was, and I walked mm. in there because you know sometimes you just you just your minds at other places and like you know you had a bad week and whatnot and you step in this room where you're supposed to be mad confident right now mm-hmm. and you're just like damn i'm not feeling it you know i'm just i'm just mm-hmm. not feeling it and then people look at you and they're like oh, but hold on man ain't that that other you know he he been out here like but it happens it happens sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to be there and be in the moment and be like all right cool it's done it's happened Let's move forward. And Absolutely. too many people get into rooms and they forget when they leave the room that they can go back to their own chessboard and they keep playing on other people's chessboards as, as pawns. Exactly as I, you said. I, 
I have this thing, right? When I walk into rooms, and uh, I told you that when I walk into the rooms, I'm a dog, I'm a beast, I'm the, I'm the scariest motherfucker that I walk in the room. That's actually what I'm saying to myself as I'm walking in. And I'll look you right in your eyes with the most humblest voice and go, hey, how are you doing? Shake your hand, smirk. And then, and then I'm like, I'm like a viper. I'm watching, I'm just coiled, waiting. And as soon as I see my, I'm striking. Give me that. <laughs> Give me that. Like, and 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 because what it comes down to like for that. me is, I I, I the, people have this all or nothing mentality. But my mentality is, I grew up with nothing, so I'm gonna need it all. Mm. You can't go back mm. to something that you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't go back to something that you never had. So this yeah. is what I want. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And. And, and just moving with that mentality is just constantly pushing me. I've been in meetings and pitch meetings requesting like $17,000 bids and shit like that. And that's low. Mm-hmm. That's low. And they telling me they can't afford to do it, but they can't afford to do it because of this. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they can't afford to do it because of that. But if it was, if I was, if I wasn't as highly melanated as I was, I'm pretty sure they would. But I still woke up in that motherfucker and I strike fear in them. And I'm telling you, you need me. You need me because I'm I'm not just tapped into my culture. I'm tapped into your culture better than you are. There we you go. know why? Because your people want to be tapped into my culture. <laughs> I, know to, I know how to speak everybody's language. So you need me. And this is Damn. why. Shit, man. If I had if I had some money to invest, I'd be investing in you right now, my man. <laughs> Shit. You got, you got me wanting to drop dollars right now, man. Yeah. You know nah, nah, but yeah. like on, on the real, like, and this is why I, I wanted to do this entire from the jump thing. Because for for us, look, it's a conversation we're having. But the amount of actual gems that are being dropped throughout this conversation and you know, just just blueprints on how to move when just if it's if anybody only takes one thing of how to move when you walk into a room, you know, with a bunch mm-hmm. of ahinas, boom, mm-hmm. there you go. You know, you just yeah. you just laid it out. And I actually want to know, has that ever has that ever backfired on you? Walking into a room and uh and I don't end up walking out with the kind of victory I want. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. No, but I, no. it, doesn't change, it doesn't change how I walk into the next room and it doesn't change that how was I my question. myself. That was I, my You know question. what I'm saying? Like, I just I just go, all right, cool. It it, it kind of gets me pumped. All right, cool. This thing go in my favor. All right, you think I'm not good enough. How huh, motherfucker? All right, watch this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get hyped. Like, oh, you think I'm not good enough. All right, cool. Now, right. now I'm going to make you eat your words. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and that's literally like the energy I start going with. Now, do I, I do I build like an intentionality around like, oh, they didn't want to rock with me, so I'm going to make sure they feel the pain? No, it just means I'm going to go so hard that when somebody goes, yo, why y'all didn't work with Black Crown Media? You're like, you know what? We had a meeting with them a year ago and we didn't, we didn't jump on it. We should have. We should have. Yeah. Now, now the price done tripled. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's and that's yeah. something that people don't realize. You know, I've, I've 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 been trying to get this into creatives' heads for the longest. You know, you cannot charge the same price that you did three years ago to perform today. It's impossible. Everything everything in the world increases year on year. You know, even if if you're a bank teller, your salary gets higher the next year from the previous year. It does not stay exactly. the same. Yet. Artists seem to not understand the economics of that, you know? They're like, ah, nah, you know, uh, I, I just want to make money and and they're going to give me the, you know, it's, it is what it is. Now, I say this, right? And the reason I'm asking this, or, or I, I made that statement is because we're coming to our final question. And w- my question to you, uh, Dre, is if there was one piece of advice, just one, 
one piece of, of all-encompassing advice you could give an up-and-coming artist creative of any type, um, what would be that piece of advice? I think the number one would be is to build on your business acumen. Understand that you are a business. Yes, you are creative. You do live in that creative space, but you are a business. Understand that your name can be trademarked. Understand that you can be out. You can be your own LLC. Understand that you can pay taxes off of the. Uh, you can get tax breaks off of all of that. The purchases that you make on equipment. Understand yeah. that you are a business first and realize that this is a 90-10 split. It's 90% business and it's 10% creative. And if you don't wanna get fucked over, you don't wanna get screwed over, build your business acumen and start moving accordingly. These people do not care about making sure that you get rich. They are more focused on them getting richer. So if you wanna change your family's lifestyle, your lifestyle and the generations that follow after, get your business acumen up now, get your lawyers, get your accountants, get your shit trademarked, get your shit LLC and you lock in and, 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 and focus. Man, Focus, because the art is always going to be there. If that's not the fucking truth, Dre, I've been trying to tell these motherfuckers, but they're not listening <laughs> to me. Maybe they'll listen to you. Because, I mean, you know, it's, it's so weird. Like, I'm I'm just going to go out and say it. It's fucking weird how alike we are, all right? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Just off of your last statement, okay? My company's name is Oaken Trading Enterprises, right? Mm-hmm. My, my slogan is, you are the greatest brand you will ever represent. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right. When I say we're so similar, like listening to your st- I mean, we've known each other for a couple of years, but like sitting down and full on going through this the creative journey story, like there's so many fucking aspects that I'm like, hell yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And again, we've never actually this is the first time face to face we've seen each other. Oh yeah, text yeah. and all that, that's a different story. Yeah. But face to face conversation, this is the first time. Yeah. It's amazing. We we're, we're, we're continents apart (laughs) (laughs) in totally different industries but the fact still remains be who you are and push don't let other people dictate your creative journey to you push yours push yours this is is, i enjoyed this fucking interview this is crazy man i appreciate you man some ufo type shit (laughs) yeah yeah you know what and that just lets you know like everything that you've been saying everything that you've been thinking you was right yeah you Same was to right. You, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> absolutely. You know how many times I've gotten up at five in the morning and I'm watching Gary Vee interviews and he's saying everything I just told one of my best friends the day before and they like, yeah, right. and then I send them the Gary Vee video and they like, yo, this is fire. And I'm like, dumbass, I told you this yesterday. I just told you that shit and you didn't listen. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, trust me. No. Like, we we are those folks who live on that wave where it's just like, yo. I'm trying to educate these people, but because I haven't reached this level of authority that they deemed as respectable, they don't want to hear me. But they'll listen to someone else say it and then send it to me like, yo, yo, you got to check this out. And you're like, bro, I just told you this. Like, Yeah, but that's, yo. as you said, it's because people don't believe you are as good as you are. You know, yeah. it's not that you don't believe it or that you don't know it. It's that they don't believe they it don't because yeah. it's you. So they're like, nah, yeah. man, it can't be. You're my homie. But yeah. how many how many people said that about Pharrell before he was Pharrell? Well, how exactly. many people said that about Kanye before he was Kanye? All of these guys. 
Oh, I'm gonna hit you with this one, right? Right before, right before we you wrap me up, right? Oh, good. Okay. I have this thing. It's called ignorance and proximity, right? It's from people like you and I. The ignorance is the idea that you could ever make any type of money off of the thing that you're pursuing. No one is like, no, I've never heard of anybody making money off of it because it's just not their thing, right? Proximity has to be has to do with the fact that you're such a shining and bright light, right? But when somebody is standing so close to you, they don't see how bright you are. But the person on another continent and another time and it's another time zone is looking and going, why the fuck is he shining so hard? <laughs> I need to I need to get closer to this person. Got right? you. But Definitely because somebody is so close to you, you don't seem as bright because they just looking up at you. Mm. But when they from a distance, they'll see how 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 much you really how much you really shine. Nah, so ignorance fair. and proximity was cre- like the whole concept came up to me was to explain to other entrepreneurs that it's okay. Like it's gonna be okay, but don't focus on them. They're too close to you to see how great you are, and they don't realize that you're gonna do great stuff because they don't know they don't know anyone that's ever made it in this made field it. or in that yeah. space. So it's okay. You keep grinding the fuck out. Stop trying to convince them that you're great. You know you're great. There's other people telling you that you're great. Live within that moment. Appreciate that shit and keep grinding the fuck out. Ladies and gentlemen, that's facts right there from the man himself, Dre Manning. If you ain't going to take anything else from this fucking interview, take that advice right there that is golden you should you should not tell people that shit you should sell it to them <laughs> get, get them to put money in your pocket for that don't be giving people that for you man that is a that's just genius right there yo. you should put that on t-shirts do something you need to put that out there man i'm, I'm dead you, serious man. that is some crazy advice ladies and gentlemen this is uh the man the one the only dre manning all right thank you on from the jump i'm your host oka 17 and thank you for joining us, Dre. Thanks again for coming through, my brother. This was amazing, yo. Appreciate you, brother. Much love, much love, bro. More than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see, I constantly think about one, yet seem to dream about another, making it almost impossible to visualize myself being with